Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on-the-road voice recording. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite, and we're happy to announce we have a brand new sponsor. Uh, the Tribooth is our new sponsor. Thank you, Rick. Um, Rick's also been kind enough to offer a discount with the discount code. You can save $200 off your Tribooth if you use the discount code PAP200. Cool. PAP. PAP200. PAP200. There you go. Hey, you're, yep. well, you're a big fan of the Tribooth. You've got one, right? I've got one. Yes, I have, and I, I think they're... Um, Terrific. I love it. In well, fact, I'll be taking it with me on my trip to Byron Bay next month. Nice. Look forward to hearing yeah. how well it works. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. I can't wait to get to Byron Bay, quite frankly. That's right. And more but importantly, story. what cables you'll be using. <laughs> Talking cables. That's what we're featuring on this episode of the Pro Audio Suite. Cables. No one wants to talk about laying cables. That's disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, I sort of... I thought it was sending cables. Cross the line, of course. Um, You you mean telegrams? No, No, cables. Laying a cable. You know, when you go to the bathroom, you've got to lay a cable. No one wants to talk about that. Yeah. 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 It's like a story with Mark Hamill I saw on an interview a while ago where he was talking about... He goes, there's telephones, telegrams and telecarry. If you want news to get out, you tell Carrie Fisher. (laughs) 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 really quite fun. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, good one. Who needs enemies uh, when you've got friends like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Who needs a press release or a, yes. or a uh, yeah, PR agent? Um, so how important are cables? This is the question. Well, We all talk about microphones and interfaces. Work, and we preamps. can't work without them, right? So, you know. True. No. You, need, you need to get the cables that have the electrons that only go in one direction. Very important to get mm-hmm. those cables. <laughs> the directional um, audio cables, yeah. The yeah. directional audio Google cables. That, and you will actually find those. Is that like a left hand really? is that like a left handed <laughs> screwdriver or something like that? It's, yeah. it's well yeah. it's for it's for audiophiles <laughs> who buy into that kind of stuff. Right. It's inc- it's like the craziest non science science that's yeah. like pseudoscience. Yeah. Um, well, I will start. I, I I have to be I'll be completely honest here in that I've not been that caring about many cables except for the mic cable most people only have one they have one mic cable they have one mic and that is not a thing to cheap out on if that's your livelihood and but what does cheap out mean don't you don't have to buy the hundred dollar whiz bang cable that's being oversold or overpriced at the you know the music store because that's really where these companies make their profit is on cables let's be honest um and you probably don't want the cheapest store brand cable with the molded plastic, you know, connectors either. You kind of want the the Goldilocks. To me, the Goldilocks cables in the U.S. at least are the Mogami cables. You know, they have Mogami silver, they have Mogami, Mogami gold. Either one is fine. Um, but I tend to look for cables that are made with the Mogami cable with like a Neutrik connector on the ends. If you can find those between thirty and fifty dollars US for a mic, a typical like fifteen twenty foot mic cable, I think if you're spending much more than that, 
it's you just don't need to be spending more than that. Yeah. So that's well, from the cables. I make my own from Canary Starquad. Canary Starquad is fantastic stuff. Yeah, and Neutrik connectors. So explain real fast what Starquad means. Starquad is four internal wires, so you double on everything, and, uh, and, and shielded. Shield, and shielded, yeah. So the shield is the is the is that metal mesh that encircles the other cables, other wires or conductors on the inside. And there's like like Starquad is a style of cable. It's not, not like a, brand. a company right, makes Starquad. Right, right. It's, it's, a, it's, a, right. it's a style of cable, right? And yep. if you have if that. you're my cable, if you work in an area that has a very high percentage of RF interference, um, let's say you're in a city. Let's say you know there's a transmitter tower, <laughs> and you can let's say you can hear literally conversation on your recordings. Yes. <laughs> because there's an or a transmitter somewhere nearby <laughs> yes. that's being picked up, then you probably want StarQuad mic cables. They will reject more RFI. And also if you've got a mobile phone with you, it's really well, yeah, kind of right. Yeah. You're exactly right. Everybody yeah. has a radio that's causing interference all the time and that's called a cell phone. Yeah. yeah. And and if you work with an iPad in in your booth, um, mm-hmm. then you probably want StarQuad in there. No, you're you're probably right. I I would love to have the wherewithal to do a real cable test in a real world, cable going shoot. through a different you know different prices and qualities of cables, and see if it how it affects the noise floor of the actual recording. Because I yeah. I, I think that it doesn't make like I've used a lot of StarQuad, especially when I do mobile remotes for like an orchestra where you are. 200 feet away from oh, all your yeah. mics and you're running yeah. really long mic runs. Like, yeah, yeah. Star Quad for sure is there. To me, a lot of it with mic cables isn't as much... I mean, you want a good number of strands, but I don't buy into, like, our metal conducts better than their metal. It's like... Yeah. It's... It's all gonna. The electrons are gonna flow, and you you can get some incredibly cheap stuff that only has like two strands of wires, like you find in like a headphone cable. And no, you're not. You're, you shouldn't use that. You shouldn't go that cheap. But I don't think that it's really about um, like Starquad or a certain brand of cable. It's just it needs to have a certain gauge so that you have enough strands. And then beyond that, it's you know if it's gonna be a cable, it's gonna be plugged into a rack and not touched for years. Like, honestly, you could get away with some cheap knockoff connector. But if it's going to be the cable that's in and out of your bag, plugged in, out, plugged in, pulled, you know, et cetera, for its whole life, rolled up, uncoiled, then you want a good quality cable with good ends that have good shock, you know, like strain relief. Because that's where the cable is going to show its value is in it not breaking. But I think if it's just decent cable... You know, like the next thing about Megami and and Canari and these other companies is sometimes they make just as great a cable, but it's super bendable and much more flexible and takes less space. Whereas the same company who makes a cable half the price at the same gauge, whatever their shielding and their rubber and everything else is thicker and the cable is just not as supple. Um, And that's sometimes what you're paying for is just the, you know, how well it coils up and what, what quality... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. using it. I used to is. have all these Roadhog cables that were very thick, but I liked them because they were exactly like you said. They were supple. They coiled really easily. You know, they were just easy to deal with, right? And then I had a whole bunch of Whirlwind mm-hmm. mic cables, which had a very stiff jacket, so they were a pain, right? Yeah, they both worked perfectly fine. 
but one was just yeah. easier to deal with. But, you know, in the context of our listeners, most people are not roadies or you know, doing live shows. Uh, they're, and they're not dealing with 300-foot right. cables. That you're like, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, you know, in Chicago, we have GEPCO, we had Clark Wire. And so sometimes, if especially if you're ordering locally, because it can be shipping yes, <laughs> and other right. factors yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. If you're wiring up a whole studio, it can help to buy local. Mm -hmm. I just find it really therapeutic to um, make my own inhales uh, and solder. get a bit of. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> How about solderless connectors? I mean, Have you ever used the solderless ones that you know they, they just basically oh, they clamp? Yeah, they sort of clamp they and clamp press in. in. Yeah. Have you ever used those? No. You know, you put these pins, and, and instead of soldering, you put a pin on the end of the cable and you crimp it down. Yeah. And we were working a project, and we were trying to work with some. Pre-made cables, so one half of the end was already done for us. The cable was so thin that the thing could not crimp around it. Oh, it just kept sliding oh, yeah. out. Like it, yeah, it is like maybe they were belting through the crimp. Belting. I, I think they were. I think they were Hosa or Hosa. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe Hosa. Hosa pretty pretty inexpensive. Yeah, Hosa is right? considered yeah, like a. Uh, it's like the one that when when you go to the the, the music store and they have a rack with about a hundred different cables with red packaging. It's probably Hosa. And is they're Hosa, moderate to cheap quality, mostly. It, it, it's kind of true. When you see the ones that have the molded ends, you know there's probably some cheap cable yeah. in there. And one of the main reasons is because you can't even open it up and see. Right. At least it has an, an end. It's not You, you like, can't oh. take it apart. You can't yeah. fix it, really. You can chop it apart and re-strip it and <laughs> re-terminate re it and put new connectors. But, yeah, you can't do right. much. Right, and you're trying to strip a wire, a cable that has like a huge surround and like three wires in there, and every time you strip it, you cut one of the three wires that you right. have. Yes, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, Proco has ended up being pretty, pretty okay, and some other companies that sure. seem like they're budget companies, Proco, but they just use decent Rapco. cable. Yeah, Rapco. Yeah. What do you Andrew, guys do in Australia? Uh, I don't think we make our own. I don't think we do cable. No. Oh, you got to. Well, daily after a coffee, no one wants I make one. Much. But, um, that's about it. <laughs> and Zinger, you're not going to let that one go. No. But um, well, I did. I was just, I was going to say, Robert. Is, uh, is you know, I think you just did. Uh, I'm going to say, Robert, um, is Hosa Canadian? I don't know. <laughs> that took a while to sink in. It took a second. Didn't it? <laughs> For anyone listening, no, that would be an in joke. Sorry. <laughs> yes, Hosa. Hosa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything that you should completely avoid? I, I would generally avoid anything with molded connectors that have a plastic yep. uh, sleeve. Unless, unless you have a very particular purpose for them. Anything Things that can that, just be like plugged in and left for 100 right. years. Well, Do they make you know, any unshielded like, cables anymore? Is that something else we should avoid? I, um, yeah. For speakers, right? Aren't speaker cables unshielded? You some, sometimes want unshielded cables. But I would say that like the number of runs, I mean, the fact that you can now... Use breakout cables that go from Cat six and Cat five to XLR. I mean, that is like one wire in that XLR cable. I know. And so it's like, and those it, are made for. It, it'd be interesting to really look way. at. Yeah, those are yeah. made to never move. Right. Right, but the but the question is the audio quality. Does do those lower the audio quality because it only has one strand? Is it presenting too much resistance in the signal? Is it somehow degrading the signal and? Um, and there's no transformers. Theoretically, right? yes. There's no transformers. Right, no transformers. On it's just no. You're just, just using Cat six for its for its wires. Yeah. I made those when I was a, when I was a sound mixer. I was too cheap to buy a hundred foot yeah. long boom operator. Snake. You're, you're, you're ahead of your time, man. Cable. Yeah. 
And I made a cat, I took a cat six and made my own Terminator, my own splitters, you know, and it worked. (laughs) It worked. And if it got ran over by a grip truck or forklift or whatever, uh, who cares? There's a $30 cat five cable. You know, I'm going to roll it out and back to work. (laughs) Do 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 you know what else I found? I found a company that makes a thing that you can slide over the top of your cat five connector to glue your tab back. Well, there's also a speak. Uh, not, those there's break a all the Neutrik, time. Um, Ethercon. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a it's like a XLR meets a yeah. It has the e- round Ethernet barrel cable, of an yeah. XLR connector, but on the inside yeah. it's Ethernet. That's what the pro, the truly pro audio gear for touring and mm-hmm. location. That's what they that's what they use. But, Amphenol uh, is the company I was trying to think oh, of. Oh, Amphenol. Yeah, they. Yeah, I have Amphenol, used yeah, one of they their make connectors, solderless yeah. connectors. That was pretty cool. You just you just lay the wiring into a certain. You, it's very well designed. Jig. It's like pull your wires through these things and then screw it together, and boom, it's yep. done. Yeah, good designs. That's yeah. that's Aussie Australian. Well, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Amphenol is Australian. Yeah, it's not. Oh, I, I, I should ask Captain they, Google. My, uh, they were they were a lot bigger in like the 60s and 70s. You saw a lot of Amphenol connectors and. Like cablechick.com.au is where I get mine. I'll be completely honest. She does great. Oh, yeah? yeah, it's it's you know it's not top of the line, but it's it's better than average. Fine. I mean, are they fabricators? Are they building? Yeah, their so own they, stuff they are, yeah, owners? so you can custom ask them for one, or you can go yeah. onto their website and you can just buy stuff they've got there. But you know, if you want to, you know, I don't know, TRS to XLR. So or, so, so what I've done mm-hmm. every studio I've been at when they do an install. They end up ripping out miles of really expensive, mm-hmm. like multi-core cable. Yeah, there and over the years, I just have a store of cable. Yeah, good for you. Great idea. Like, what do you need? And I got eight channel, a twenty-four channel. You know, and there's like buy the connectors you need and solder them on, just like Andrew. Yeah, uh, can I just say I'm wrong? Uh, Amphenol is American. Oh well, there you go. Oh, so we don't have anyone here that makes cable. That. No. Well, except for you, Robert. Except for me. Well, connectors or cable. <laughs> I, I think there has to be a domestic cable company. There has to be. There's got to be. Oh, no, well, no, there doesn't have to be here in Australia There's because be. fuck knows we buy everything else from overseas. We never used yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd actually give you, we'd just give the, <laughs> some country all of our, you know, minerals to make them and then buy them back because that's what we do. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, isn't that like the English colonial system? <laughs> we have some of the best. We have some of the best lobster in the world, right? We 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 harvest it here, right? Then we send it overseas to be processed and buy it back frozen to sell it to our public. So so you're getting the worst product. So you, well, you're like, getting stuff that's being frozen and off the, instead of just buying it fresh, you know, or whatever. It's like we're dumb. We really are. But anyway, that's a different story. Yeah, yeah we we drink Florida orange juice in California. So figure that out. there you go it's the same thing right exactly you know what I'm talking about you just scratch your head and go how much more am I paying for this the whole buy local thing makes sense it's like even if we're just going to be kind to the planet think about shipping like gobs of copper cable Mm -hmm. stuff weighs a lot you know and and granted now it's less because you know you can do a lot with like ethernet and multi-channel virtual snakes but still like cable is heavy. It is indeed. Can be heavy. Indeed. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I think I I'm not doing nearly as many installs as I used to where there was multiple analog signal paths, but I was a lot less picky about the quarter inch TRS, you know, balanced cables, because they were usually very short runs. 
You know, they mm-hmm. were going three right. to six feet, you know. And if it was much further, I usually would get a snake made that I would custom design. You know, there's companies I could just say, put these connectors on these ends. Rapco, yeah. I think, was Rapco Horizon I used to have make well, them. And it was nice. Pro, like Pro Audio LA, you can just go to their their site and you just like click. It's like clicking through with what cable oh, yeah. you want. And you know yeah. exactly how much it's No, it was be. great. I, I would just, I would, uh, you know, I'd say I want this connector on channel one and this and on the other end. And I want it labeled yep. like this. And I would show up in the mail, pre-made, pre-labeled, heat shrunk on each end with the labels and everything. It was awesome. I, I did that for a summer. My job at this place that used to build TV trucks, you know how like a semi truck oh, yeah. would pull up yeah, to a, a big trucks. football stadium. Yeah. So, so they would design these things and you would just get a spreadsheet with cable connector, like cable length, connector, a connector yeah. B. And at the end of the hall was this wall of spools of cable, like all the way up and down, like just every multi- two channel, ten channel, and then a giant ruler on the floor. And you just spend your day all day going up, getting wow, the cable man. running, <laughs> cutting it, like soldering that thing down, yeah. like next cable, like. And then they would install these in the truck, and they were just like perfect lengths, like yeah. end to end. That's yeah. right. You know, like That's the best. Yeah. But it's yeah, interesting, though, isn't it? I mean, I. Uh, you know, I for a while there, about a year or so ago, I romanticized about making my own cables when I was building this studio. Um, <laughs> I remember. But you know what? I, I, I'd love to be able to do it, but I, I, I've never really done it. And, and I looked at, I went and bought the soldering iron, I bought the solder and the cables and the plugs and stuff. And the first one I made didn't work and I took it back. And you know what? I, in the end, I thought... I've got, as a studio owner, I've got to build my studio. Then I've got to work and run the studio. Then I've got to do the accounts. Then I've got to do the marketing. Then I don't need to spend another two or three hours of my life, you know, making cables and fixing cables. Fuck it. I'm just going to buy them. And you you know what? Spend a decent amount of money and get a decent cable with some decent connectors on the end. And that's all you need. I mean, no, no, like we're not. We're not OB trucks with running 30, 40 metre runs of cable. Let's face it, the longest cable here in my studio is is a three metre one that I thought it would be nice to be able to have a microphone at the back of the room where I've got a little comfy chair to sit in to do my podcast from. I've never done it, but I ran a cable over there in case I wanted to, and that's the longest cable in my room. So, <laughs> yeah, we, even, you know, with a, with a better than average cable, the quality that I'm losing is nothing really over those short runs. So that does me just right. fine. I was going to say, I think if we do a shootout test and if, if, if people are especially worried about like, you know, does oxygen free cable and how many strands, I, th- I think that even the single wire in a cat six cable is capable of enough current flow because this isn't high voltage stuff, you know. This it's not like you're running your speakers through a Cat six cable. This is all line level and mic level stuff. Very low voltage. There's there's yeah. plenty of electrons in that even that little piece of wire to get the signal through cleanly. Um, I'm not sure that, but you know, like one of the reasons why you want maybe a bunch of strands, and so it's easier to deal with when you solder, and that it's more forgiving to stress. There's other reasons for it, but it doesn't have to be. Um, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest. When George, what do you do when you need speaker cable? Uh, it's extremely unusual. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, I I know what you're gonna say. Have you gotten lamp cord, sixteen gauge lamp yeah. cord? Fuck yeah, Home yeah, Depot lamp gauge. cord. There's your speaker cable. <laughs> really? <laughs> exactly. Like, and, and of course, sixteen gauge it's is wire. Twelve gauge, maybe. Yeah. If you're running more 
like subs or something with a lot of power. It's like, I'm just going to open up a store that goes to Home Depot and buys lamp cord and then sells it for twice as much with a label that says speaker cable on yeah, it. Nice. I've, I've certainly done that. Just, there you go. But it's just <laughs> so rare anymore to deal with any speaker wiring. Everything's, everything's self-powered and everything is digital. Yeah. It's just there's so much less analog cabling anywhere. The last thing I wired, but the point is like copper is copper. Yeah. It's all, it all conducts. It's like don't don't. The biggest don't problem, any, actually, the biggest that. problem in anybody's setup is not the cabling themselves. It's almost always the quarter inch the connection um, jack, the patch, patch or wherever yeah. it's patching into the board. The mm-hmm. that's where the problem is. And and XLRs do a much mm-hmm. much better job of maintaining a, a good connection than TRS or quarter inch because. If you look at the way, do you know it does a great job is RCA. Yeah, well, there's it's there's a larger surface contact between the two conductors, yeah. right? With RCA and XLR yep. and, and XLR, you've got three pins. Each pin slides into a sleeve, you know. But the quarter it's inch, like there's a in tiny with a little pin. fingertip touching yep. the side of the plug, right? And that create that gets corroded so easily. And all you have to do is twist it around in the in the socket, you know, in the in the jack. Twist it around twenty or thirty times. Or just unplug it twenty times. Or yeah, do that. Yeah, twisting. Exercise. We call it exercising the connector. Right. Exactly. That's all the cleaning most anybody ever really needs to do mm-hmm. on their setup. Well, you can buy plugs that have a little bit of a sandy surface. Can you? Yeah, they make like cleaner plugs that are oh. just like a little bit like they'll go it in and etch the lifters. Yeah, it speeds they up the process. That's a good idea. But yeah, no quarter. It's funny how quarter inch patch bays are bigger, but they usually are flakier than TT patch bays. I found that out the hard way because when I built my remote truck in the late '90s, I wanted it to be easy, so I bought a quarter, quarter inch, inch TRS patch bay. Both sides were TRS quarter inch, right? So, but on the road, sometimes a plug pulls out Shake of that loose. thing, shakes yeah. loose, gets partly disconnected, and then you you're bringing up channels, and you're like, gosh. Ah, yeah, I, 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 I hate gone. it when you're trying to bring the bay out of the rack and you're just like, please, everybody stay in. I only need to address one yeah, connector. But 12 other cords come, come out. Pop off. Here, yeah. here's, a, here's a patch bay nightmare story. <laughs> I was wiring up a 144-point TT bay, which are these cool oh, bays yeah. that have two rows of normals and then one row of like outboard They gear. look like you quarter can't... inches, but half the size, like really small. Yeah, teeny telephone. So I didn't have a heat shrink gun, but I had a hairdryer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was doing this right, and I did the whole thing, and I had all my heat shrink, and I soldered everything down. And it took me like two days, I feel like. Yeah. And I go through with the, I'm going to shrink it down now. I'm all done, right? And this hair dryer just like <laughs> pops like a whole bunch of the solders. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Too hot. It yeah. was too hot. Yeah. Wow. It, did, it, it shrank that, but it also just like. What the fuck does it, it do to your hair then? Connectors. Look at Robert's hair. Drying That's him. right. There's <laughs> no color too powerful left. for that. Drying, drying your hair going, what the fuck's that smell? I can smell burning hair. <laughs> he could be on fire and his scalp wouldn't even feel it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> scalp. That's because of the drugs. <laughs> yeah, it could be that as well. <laughs> so, yeah, just, just anyway. get cable that, that matches your need. If it's not going to break... Yeah, and, and if there's six, don't be fooled by name brands. If there's like get four a good different solid cable. quality of cables. Buy maybe the one up from the, the bottom or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I was yeah. in, I was yeah. in a, a Best Buy, and they had this section of Best Buy called Magnolia, which is basically for suckers, and yeah. um, <laughs> it's all the really expensive <laughs> stuff. And they had this wall of HDMI cables, and they had a chart 
explaining the difference in quality, there was like nine different grades of HDMI cables. Now, you don't understand what is carried over an HDMI cable, right? Everything. Data. Digital. It gets yeah. there or not. Data. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It works it's or it digital. doesn't. Yeah, that's right. right. They had nine different grades Fuck. of digital cables. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. When I worked retail, the pitches for Monster Cable yeah, well, were don't, don't, don't say the hilarious. Monster cable. I mean, the biggest upsell like it's a big profit or, or, or not upsell it's just like it's like popcorn like this cable is so much better because well we have our you know like like what's monster cables trick we make our own connectors right now it looks really high end because it's got a connector that's slightly designed it looks fancy it's got gold on right. the outside of it where it really counts yeah <laughs> yeah yeah especially if you lick it <laughs> right <laughs> well, that's another thing you brought up i know we got to wrap this up soon but i mean there's yeah. there's also gold contacts that is a mm-hmm. big upsell on some cables, but yeah. I, I've noticed that the majority of the pro audio cables and connectors that I've ever seen are not no. gold contact cables. No. So does that no. really freaking make a difference? No. I, I think it's yeah. because gold doesn't tarnish or doesn't oxidize as right. much, and maybe that's why. But yeah. no, no, you're right. I know someone who had it's... rose gold contacts. Oh, and they, and they saw the world through rose colored glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, it was cheap. Uh, but yeah, at exactly. the end of the day, if it sounds good, it is good, folks. Yeah, it is. Goals exactly. are not. Yeah. Brown cable. <laughs> Brown free cable? Uh, <laughs> it sounds like shit. <laughs> that shit is shit. Oh, Robo, does your cable float in water? Yeah, it does. <laughs> well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite. With thanks to Tribook. Recorded using Source Connect. Edited by Andrew Peters. And mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging. With tech support from George the Tech Whittem. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say good day, drop us a note at our website. Theproaudiosuite.com.